honestly, um, understand what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it. And you hear that all the time, right? But you hear it all the time because it's important. Um, really focus on making sure you're not limiting yourself and bottlenecking your own growth. Check out that book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And then uh, one thing I did not mention, but has been very important for me is making sure I write down my goals, plan my goals ahead, and then keep track of them daily as well. One thing I always uh, tell the team is slow down to speed up, take the time to plan out what you want to do before you go forward. There's a planner from Darren Hardy called living your best year ever, ever. I sound like an affiliate marketer at this point, but um, it's huge. It, it has helped me a ton. Uh, and then lastly, just remain a student. Don't, don't stop learning when you feel like you've gotten to where you want to go. Keep uh, looking for educational opportunities. Hi, everyone. This is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's uh, grown several startups in the seven and eight figure businesses, as well as the founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where we help startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat. Now, today we have another great uh, guest on the podcast, Colby Flood. And uh, Colby, um, in, or in his own words, high school and college wasn't the greatest experience, um, ended up um, having to go through, uh, go to rehab throughout part of the experience, dropped out of high school after a year, finished rehab, uh, worked in retail for a period of time, and always wanted to go into marketing. So uh, as part of that, he went back to the rehab center that I think he was at and did their social media and marketing for a period of time, and then left and started his own uh, freelancing or did freelancing on his own for a while and was freelancing until COVID hit. Um, and then, you know, as it happens, he, uh, during or while COVID hit, or I guess shortly before or after, hired his first employee and now is all the way up to 17 uh, members on the team. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Colby. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I just took a much longer uh, journey and condensed it into the 30 second version. So why don't we unpack yeah. that a bit and uh, yeah. tell us how your uh, journey got started a little bit in uh, the high school college time frame. Yeah, for sure. Um, so definitely starting back in high school, right? So um, uh, going through, you know, um, troubles at home, um, getting mixed in with um, not the best crowd at school and just really kind of losing focus on school. I Continued through high school, and that's really when I started to um, use drugs, started with weed, and then uh, it just kind of progressed from there, right? Um, as I graduated high school, it had gotten, I mean, it was definitely out of hand from the beginning, but it had gotten much worse, and I wasn't too much focused on school, although I continued to try that path. So I went to a university for a year, and, you know, you hear people say, um, like, I, I don't remember being in class or I don't, I genuinely do not. I remember two class periods and one is, is weird. There's a thing I remember, but one was a classical music appreciation class. And I remember it because at the time, uh, ringback tones were still a thing. And it was like the ringback tone for Verizon. And I remember them playing that and I was like, oh, nice. So yeah, it, um, college was definitely, I relate it to like the, uh, blue period for, uh, um, what was it? Warhol, I believe. Um, not, not the best time, um, dropped out of college after that first year and really continued spiraling down. Um, I mean, I got to a point where I was doing 300 milligrams of oxycodone every day. Um, and just 
kept on that path until 2015. Um, so I was 21 years old and had just uh, thankfully hit rock bottom and went to a rehab called Living Free Ministries, which is in uh, Snow Camp, North Carolina. I was on this nice little farm, uh, very small community out there and spent four months out there and turned things around. I'm happy to say um, since 25th, September 15th, 2015 is when I went in. I've been able to stay 100% clean since then. And just that's where uh, I'm here now. That's where uh, this journey started was that kind of page turn right there. No, and I think that that, you know, I think everybody has a journey or their journeys. And, you know, that one sounds like, you know, during the high school, college time frame, it was a bit of a rough journey. And, uh, you know, you had to have that downward spiral. Thankfully, you got uh, you got help with that and were able to turn it around and, you know, start to or point your life in a bit better direction or a bit more successful direction. Now, as you're doing that, you know, you you going through rehab and, and, and getting clean and, and otherwise um, or turning those things around. How did you kind of figure out that you liked marketing or that was something of interest or kind of as you're saying, okay, if life is going in a better direction, a bit more happy and, and things are a bit more stable coming out of that, you know, how did you do that? Because I think that, you know, for other people that may have had a similar, you know, similar situation and they've other had some of those addiction or issues that they're overcoming, it can be difficult to find a path where you can good, find good employment or where people are willing to trust you or hire you. And so it becomes a bit of a, a barrier. So how did you kind of, as you're coming out of that situation, figure out what you're going to do next? Yeah, I'll tell you, that is, that is very tough. That, that transition right there, especially, um, so I was lucky and to say that I was 21 years old when, when my turnaround happened, that is very tough. Um, really what I did was just focus on what I enjoyed. I've always been very into psychology, um, very much into that, just that kind of learning and thinking and, um, translated that into business. Um, like you were saying, it can be very tough to find employment, right? I am a felon. I have a marijuana charge drug felony. And when I started working retail, I moved up quickly, but I hit a ceiling, right? I, um, I couldn't get a store manager position at dollar store because I had a felony and it was tough. So that's when I had to make the decision to, uh, begin to go out on my own, but just to kind of circle back to your question of uh, how people can go about that, definitely focus on what you enjoy, but also look for the resources that are out there. Um, look for the resources that your state or your county uh, may have for you. There's something in North Carolina, for example, called the Brian Hamilton Foundation, and they solely focus on helping people who've been incarcerated begin their own business and training on how they can do your own business. So don't feel like the burden is completely on your shoulders to, to keep going forward uh, or to, to make that progress. Find people, find resources that can help you with that. No, and I think that that's a, that's a good point in the sense of finding a lot of those uh, resources give yeah. you the ability to, you know, other otherwise address or overcome some of those obstacles that uh, may otherwise be in your way. And it provides, it doesn't make it, you know, an easy path. And I think that, but it does at least provide you with a, a path to success. So now as you're saying, okay, I've found some, you know, coming out of that, worked at retail, hitting the, you know, a bit of that ceiling or, you know, makes it difficult to, per, uh, to um, continue to go or to move up upward within the business, 
you know, how did you then say, okay, maybe I'll try my hand at, you know, marketing and, and doing some of the social media. In other words, was that an opportunity that you sought out and you said, Hey, this would be interesting. Or was the rehab center that you've gone to looking for that? Or kind of, how did you make that transition to say, I find this interesting and that's where I'm going to pursue is, is to per- create more opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go ahead and tell you there. Sometimes I don't give direct answers, so I'm going to get there to you. But uh, the, okay. the first thing I really did, um, and this is something I would suggest for anybody, is really just focused on that mindset shift of believing that it could happen. There's a book called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, which was pivotal for me um, because I hit a ceiling at the places I was working. But I also could hit a ceiling with what I believed I could do. And that's, that book really focuses on helping with that. But Honestly, um, I am a very planned out person with two planners at all times, but this point in my life where I made that jump, I had no plan. Originally, my idea was to go back to school and to go the school route. And at the same time, so happens that Living Free was looking for somebody to come on board and do marketing for them. So I, I continued at a community college for a year while working with them. And for me personally, and school uh, may be a good option for some people listening that need that. But for me personally, I found that I was <clears throat> more so in school at that time for confidence than I was for knowledge. And everything that I was doing at Living Free was teaching me what I needed. Um, and I spent a year just being a student while working, uh, learn, teach myself website design, email marketing, all of that, and just really going with that. So like I said, roundabout answer, find a, find a job in your career that you're wanting to do and just be a student as much as you can and, and really focus on going above and beyond with everything you're doing with it. No, and I think that that's, that's a good, or, you know, a, a fair point. And I also like, you know, sometimes school is a good option for a lot of people. It's also not a good option for others. And, you know, finding the way that the education that you can gain that those skills and then looking for the opportunities to build your resume, your portfolio type of a thing in order to utilize and showcase those skills makes a, a big difference. So you say, okay, you took the next, you know, thought about the college route, took the next year. I assume you were working at the time, but continue to develop those skills as you're continuing to, you know, get the income. And then as you're gaining those skills, how did you start to get or find those opportunities of actually turning those skills into employment? Yeah, started by working with people that I knew, um, started by reaching out to people, business owners in the local area, um, and seeing if I could really give a go at the freelancing part and building out enough monthly revenue that I could justify stopping a nine to five job. Um, I, I believe it was when I hit right at four to five K a month is when I made that just full changeover there. Um, and just kind of kept going with building out referrals that way. And I say, okay, and I think that's a great place to start. Start with the network you have, start with the people you Mm -hmm. know, see if there's any connections, anybody that's interested or has work, which, you know, sounds like one of the places was a rehab center. Then you start to get those clientele on board, continue to establish, reach out to people and kind of build it a bit organically, and then, you know, and now when did you, when did you start doing that or kind of as a, as a time frame? how long, or when was that when you started doing those or doing those projects or, or showcasing or doing that work for other people? 
uh, year-wise, I believe that was 2017, I believe. Yep. So now you do 2017 and you're doing that, you know, you start out, sounds like maybe on a bit of the side gig or side hustle, and then you, or mm-hmm. as you reach the, the point where it was enough to, or income to make it sustainable, you could do it full time. Then it sounds like for the next few years, and if I'm putting words in your mouth, definitely, um, or feel or feel free to, to change it to the right yeah. words. Um, but for the next few years, you were basically doing it mostly on your own or as kind of a one man show, so to speak, until more recently when COVID hit and you happen to have the upward spike. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I um, really focused on continuing to dial in. So I made, I made the first mistake of trying to be a catch-all with marketing, right? I tried to do email, a website, and everything, and that's just not scalable, uh, at least when you're a solopreneur trying to scale. So I dialed in on one specific service and focused on the one thing and really found uh, one good lead generation source for me as well to start building myself out. And yes, until, um, so December 22nd of 2020 is when I hired my first team member. And from that point until where we are now is just kind of been the scale journey for me. Now, what, just out of curiosity, what was the difference in, you know, the first few years doing it on your own and then now are able to scale it, hire on additional team members and grow it to where you're at today? Was it just took a while, made the connections, pivoted, niched down, focused, figured out what worked on marketing, a bit of all the above, or kind of what made that, you know, that pivot point from going to kind of doing it mostly on your own to having or building a team around it? Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely some of those things. So learning, um, learning a lot of things uh, outside of just my craft, outside of just marketing, right? Um, And I, I circle back to this, the biggest, the biggest shift for me was just the mindset shift of just uh, allowing myself to continue to go forward. And, and um, I just continue to say anybody that has ever dealt with that or, or had that kind of limiting belief, check out that book, The Big Leap. But that just un- allowing that to go forward um, really helped me kind of turn that page and continue to keep growing and um, start hiring at a, at a pretty fast rate. Oh, I think that, you know, that sounds like one, it's a, a, definitely a good uh, good uh, resource and book to check out. And two, not only did you read it or, or learn it, but then you put it into practice and it was a, yeah. a worthwhile endeavor. Well, that kind of brings us to a bit to where you're at today. Now, if you're to look kind of the next six to 12 months, and I know world's always uncertain and you never know exactly yeah. where you're going to end up, but if you were to project <laughs> yeah. out a little bit and say, hey, here's our kind of where we see things headed or what the plan is for the next six to 12 months, what do you think the next steps are for you? Yeah, so last year we grew at a 267% rate. We're looking to keep that consistent and hopefully double that this year, uh, which is pretty aggressive, but we are looking to build out additional services within our company. The biggest goal for BrighterClick really, I mean, from our name BrighterClick to what our core values are, to what we want to do starts with what my journey has been. We want to become uh, an educational resource for people. Um, we are education first, so we make sure that our team members take paid or free courses every quarter. We educate our clients, but we're looking to build out university courses that are free to provide to either business owners or marketers who are in the United States and don't have the paid opportunity or in uh, third world countries that need education as well. And we want to help people reach their goals uh, with no charge. 
that that's that is our ultimate biggest goal as we continue to go forward awesome well it sounds like one is a, a very uh, amicable goal and I, I like both the you know you have the growth goals and expanding the services but also or figuring out ways to offer opportunities to others that uh, will help them to improve their situation as well so it sounds like a great uh, great mixture of, uh, of on both fronts so yeah well now as we uh, wrap towards the end of the podcast i always have two questions that i ask at the end of each episode so we'll uh, transition to those now so the yep. first question I always ask is, along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made and what did you learn from it? Yeah, so I know we talked about me starting out with the network of people that I knew, but I would say the worst business decision that I made was just not truly understanding how valuable networking is, especially for B2B companies um, or being in the B2B industry and just not tapping in as much as I could have and should have to just building uh, good connections and good good uh, networks within uh, the realm that I was in. So very important to do. No, I, and I think so. And I think it's one that it, it, on on paper, you know, it, it sounds like it's, it's something that's easy to do. And yet figuring yeah. that out, implementing it and understanding the, the value of it is oftentimes gets overlooked. So, I, you know, a mistake that's certainly easy to make, but uh, one that uh, is great to learn from. Yeah. Second question I always ask is, if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what'd be the one piece of advice you'd give them? You're going to get annoyed because I'm going to go back to the same book. But um, yeah, I would say, honestly, um, understand what you want to achieve and why you want to achieve it. And you hear that all the time, right? But you hear it all the time because it's important. Um, really focus on making sure you're not limiting yourself and bottlenecking your own growth. Check out that book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And then uh, one thing I did not mention, but has been very important for me is making sure I write down my goals, plan my goals ahead, and then keep track of them daily as well. One thing I always uh, tell the team is slow down to speed up, take the time to plan out what you want to do before you go forward. There's a planner from Darren Hardy called Living Your Best Year Ever, Ever. I sound like an affiliate marketer at this point, but um, it's huge. It, it, it has helped me a ton. Uh, and then lastly, just remain a student. Don't don't stop learning when you feel like you've gotten to where you want to go. Keep uh, looking for educational opportunities. Oh, and I like that. I like all of the above. And, um, you know, I like the looking for additional educational opportunities. And that does not always mean going back to school, you know, whether it's the, the book that you're mentioning, I love podcasts, not only do I do a podcast, but I also love listening to others. And yeah. I think that you can garner a lot of education outside of just the conventional means, but you, and, or the conventional means as well. But either way, if you're continually learning and improving, then it's helping you to be better at your craft and otherwise be able to um, better or be able to better perform and build a business. So I think that's a, a, a lot of great takeaways. Yeah. Well, if people are interested, if they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an investor, they want to be an employee, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you or find out more? Yeah, I think it's funny. I was thinking earlier, I'm at the point where I respond to email better than I do text message. Um, my email is simple, Colby, C-O-L-B-Y at brighterclick.com. You can definitely go to brighterclick.com as well if you want to uh, book on the calendar, but feel free to reach out through email. I'd love to connect with anybody who is any of the above or um, anybody that has questions about that journey that I've been through. Love to help somebody out with that. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, connect, and uh, take advantage of, of uh, some great resources and, uh, and also a lot of knowledge there. 
So with that, um, thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun, it's been a pleasure. Now for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you'd like to be guests on the podcast, we'd love to have you and share your journey. Just go to inventiveguest.com and apply to be on the show. A couple more things as listeners, make sure to click subscribe, make sure to click share, make sure to click like, make sure to click uh, leave a review because we want to make sure that everybody finds out about all of these awesome episodes. And last but not least, if you ever need help with patents, trademarks, or anything else with your business, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat. We're always happy to help. Well, thank you again, Colby, for coming on the podcast and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thank you very much.